Welcome back, everybody, to the Cloud Zero Sports Podcast. We have a very, very special episode for you today. I'm your host, Steven Sockle, alongside my co-host, Antonio Delaguzzo, a.k.a. Puggy. How are we doing today? I'm great, man. And then our Cloud Zero Sports editor and contributor, Dustin Stern, how are you doing today? Well, Steve, thanks for asking. And we have a very special guest, Alex Horowitz of the Joker Mag. How are you doing today, Alex? I'm doing great, Steve. I'm doing great. Uh, Antonio and Dustin as well. Thank you very much. Uh, super pumped to be here. You know, I, I've been listening to the, pod- to the podcast for the past few weeks, and I'm very excited to uh, have my own episode here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you're you, here too, man. I, uh, I'm really excited for you to be on here, and I'm looking forward to some great basketball talk. The playoffs are going to be underway soon. The playing tournament is happening as we speak. We're going to be going through our playoff predictions, our award predictions. The finalists for all the awards uh, came out today, so that's very convenient for us. And we're going to be going over our all-NBA teams as well. So let's open it up with the Eastern Conference, talking about our playoff predictions for that. The play-in tournament is underway as we speak right now. It's the Pacers and the Wizards, so I'll throw it over to you, Alex, first. The Pacers and Wizards are playing for the eighth seed to play the 76ers. So who do you think is going to win the playing tournament game to face the Sixers and where do you think the series takes it from there yeah absolutely so Washington uh they ended the season on a really hot note they ended the season 17 and 6 in their their last 23 games which was the best mark in the NBA over that span I know they got uh you know destroyed by the Celtics not a good look and Indiana you know they played well against um in against um, I'm blinking out on who they played in their first game uh Charlotte Charlotte, yeah, they played Charlotte, and uh, they dominated Charlotte. So based on, you know, obviously their first pass games, you would think, oh, Indiana has the momentum. That being said, as we all know, Russell Westbrook is a uh, is a MVP-level player right now. He's on another planet. He is recording triple-doubles in basically every game. I actually I looked on uh, FanDuel earlier today, and I'm, I was curious to see what the odds are for, uh, for Russ to get a triple-double in tonight's game. It was something crazy, like minus 480. So the so the public is basically uh saying West Westbrook is going to get a triple double and I you know I'm not a Wizards fan I don't watch every Wizards game but I can say with with much certainty if Westbrook gets a triple double that's that's very much a good a good uh a good uh, notion for um for the Wizards to get a win uh, I mean Westbrook's playing well excuse me Westbrook is playing very well Bradley Beal is one of the most uh, feared scorers in the league right now. I think he should be getting some MVP looks. I know he's not going to, but I think him and Westbrook have turned around a Washington franchise that has been really been rocky, uh, rocky for the past few years. I mean, I think ever since you know John Wall left and he was injured, they haven't really had a star player of this caliber maybe since Gilbert Arenas. And I'm, I'm dating myself there, going back you know ten or fifteen years. But going back to today's game, I think you know Washington has the edge. The game is in D.C. Indiana, you know, they're led by Sabonis. I think they have some key pieces. I'm not sure if Levert is out. I know uh, I know he was out the first game. I think he might be out tonight as well. I believe and, you know, he is. Yeah, so he's a key piece for the Pacers as well. And uh, Indiana, they had a good season. But, I mean, I think they're they're still a few years away from contending ever since, you know, their, their heydays of uh, PG-13 and, uh, you know, Danny Granger and even, like, Rory Hibbert. Uh, you know, those are the good Pacer teams. But, yeah, going back to today, I think, Washington has the edge, and don't be surprised, guys. I I know you know I I know Steve is a uh, a big Philadelphia 76ers fan, but don't be surprised if Washington sneaks in. 
I would not be surprised, or you know, it'd be surprising, but I would personally not be surprised to see the Wizards edge out the 76ers in a six or seven uh, fairly close battle. Like I said, Westbrook is on another level right now. I believe the Wizards almost lucked out by losing to Boston because if they played Brooklyn, I think they would have lost in four or five games. I don't care that Philadelphia is a higher seed. There's no, there's no competing with the three-headed monster of Kyrie, Harden, Durant. Philadelphia has Embiid and company, I understand, but they're a much less experienced team. And I believe Westbrook, with his fierceness and Beal with his scoring ability, could compete with Philadelphia in a seven-game series. Guys, your thoughts? I would say... I could... well, go, ahead, you know, go ahead, buddy. All you. Oh, thank you. Um, I completely agree. I definitely think the Wizards will take down the Pacers. I mean, you look at the game against the Celtics, I, when I was talking to Steam about this when it first happened, I thought it was a major fluke. I mean, no, dis- like, no disrespect to Jason Tatum, but 50 points, he dropped 50 on the Wizards. I thought that was kind of impeccable. It's like the whole Kobe training him came out that night. And then, I'm going to add this, I've called Kemba Walker the biggest bum of all time. Huh. He finally dropped more than 20 points. And like, you look at you could look at the stats comparison. That's a stat line the Celtics got that was hard to find all season long. It's like they finally got that groove they needed and came in the right time. But like you said, the Wizards have Bradley Beal, who's a fierce scorer. They have Westbrook, who's multiple-time MVP winner. So I think the Wizards have this easily. I think we'll see them in the playoffs. And like you said, I could actually see a major fight towards the Sixers. Yeah, I would agree. I think... The Wizards are the better team right now, especially with the injuries. I'm looking at their injury report right now. Jeremy Lamb, Karis LeVert, Miles Turner, TJ Warren, Malcolm Brogdon, all out tonight. They have Sabonis, but, you know, the the, the, the Wizards aren't the Hornets. The, the Wizards are much better than that. And I think the Wizards will take this game. I do think the Wizards can, could give the Sixers trouble. I don't think they're a pushover by any means. I, I, I still pick the Sixers to move on. So that for me, uh, but I do understand and, and could see a very very wild chance that the Wizards would upset. But I I don't I think the Sixers could take it in five or six. Uh, Dustin, what is your opinion? What do you think about the playing game for the Eastern Conference? Um, well, in terms of the Wizards, I, I kind of have to agree with uh, with Alex on this. I mean, I mean Embiid, you know, he definitely if if you could get an MVP for uh, for effort. I, I feel like MB deserves it, <laughs> but the thing is, I, I just don't, you know, the Wizards are, like you said, Russell Westbrook and and Bradley Beal, they've been around the block. They really, really know what they're doing. They know how to, you know, win in a playoffs. They've, they've been in the playoffs many, many times on many different teams. Um, so, so when we're talking about, you know, you know, them versus Celtics, uh, the only thing I could think of, you know, like like Puggy said, like Antonio said, it has that had to have been a, you know, kind of a fluke. Um, but but yeah, I, I'm on a similar page. I I think that it's going to go the way that you know it's supposed to go. When you when you have you know veteran status, when you have you know a trio like the next year, when you have a trio like uh, or when you have a duo, I should say like Washington does. Uh, to me, it's it's very you know it's a little bit more straightforward. Uh, than than you know than other years, uh, I think it's pretty easy for me. It's it's a pow- it's powerhouse. It's a powerhouse trio and a powerhouse duo. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, uh, that's you know that's my that's my take on it. Gotcha. Yeah, I think the Wizards. I would have liked to have seen them go up against Brooklyn. I feel like that would have been fun to see Westbrook versus Durant in the first round. Hmm. That would have been very very fun. 
that 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 would I, I that would have been I didn't even think of that. That would have been very fun though. Yeah, it would have been it would have been very fun. But the Nets are stuck with the Celtics. Uh, Alex, how do you see that series ending up? Once again, you know, despite the the Celtics, you know, dominance against uh, um, Washington in the in the playing game the, the other day, I just think Brooklyn is you know one of the best teams not only this season in the past you know twenty years. I know they didn't really get chemistry this season. Durant, Harden, and Kyrie kind of I uh, didn't really get to play together due to injuries and um, just it was a weird season with COVID and all. But once these guys are in the playoffs, I mean, I can see the Nets easily sweeping the Celtics. I think the Celtics can maybe go one game. Um, you know, I know this, the Nets have, you know, maybe a few other pieces like Joe Harris and you know, Blake Griffin off the bench. To me, that doesn't really matter. In the NBA, it's a star-driven league. You've, we've seen it in the past. You know, I mean, James Harden and, and Kyrie, or excuse me, Harden, Durant, and Westbrook all made the finals together as they're basically all rookies in 2012. Granted, they lost. Now you take these guys, they're all top 10 players in the NBA, put them on the same team in the postseason, nonetheless. You know, credit the Celtics, Jason Tatum, he's going to be an MVP in the next few years, no doubt about it, but it's just not their time. It would be their time if they had a different opponent, but my pick is going to be Brooklyn in four, and I would say if there was a series MVP, and I know that's not a real award, but if they were to name a series MVP, I know Durant's probably the best player. I'm going to say Kyrie for the series MVP for the first round. Yeah, I pretty much agree with everything you said. I think they sweep as well. I think it would have been more interesting of a series if Jalen Brown was still healthy. Fortunately, they uh, what did he break his wrist? I'm pretty sure is what it was. Yeah, broken wrist yes. out for the season. Yeah, so that that really hurts their chances of of competing at all against the powerhouse like them. Star power really can trump a lot in the NBA. And I do think the Nets, I'll give the Celtics a game. I'll say Nets in five. Uh, what do you think, Puggy? I'm agreeing with you. I do think Nets in five. I mean, the Celtics team does show a lot of hunger, especially Jason Tatum. So I don't see them showing enough hunger to the point that they can get more than a win. But they can definitely pull one win off. But then again, like that Nets trio, like Alex was saying, it's just too fierce of a force. It's going to be way too hard to beat them. And like he said, they may not have many bench players and all. But, like, hypothetically, if everyone stays healthy, like he said, the NBA, it's all about the starters. You really don't see bench players come into the playoff game. So, I take the Nets in this series. What about you, Dustin? Yeah, so, you know, to me, this is, I'll say in five, but that, to me, even, could be very generous. Uh, You're going up against the Celtics team who, you know, they're being, without Brown, they're shorthanded. Even with Brown, they're they're severely shorthanded against a team like the Nets. You know, if they get one win in that series, good for them. Because to me, this is just a a no-brainer. You know, you have just just look at that. You know, Kyrie Irving, just the experience, the the level of talent they have. This is not you know secondary or, or tertiary talent. This is top-notch talent. These are guys that are competing for MVPs. Uh, you know, they're leading in, in whatever it is, rebounds, you know, triple doubles. These these are serious, serious players that are top 10 players in the NBA. And, and for the Celtics to, you know, to, to dethrone that, to, to upset them, to me is, I mean, I don't I don't even know what that would take. Yeah, a lot is the answer. It's going to take a lot. They're going to need a lot of help. And without Jalen Brown, that, that doesn't help their case at all. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Agreed. So, moving on to the three six game. This is this is. I went back and forth on this one. I I I said I'm not an answer, but I want to hear from Alex first. Bucks versus the Heat. Who do you have winning that? This is probably the most competitive series in my mind. I know last year in the bubble, it was a very uh, very surprising uh, win for Miami against Milwaukee. I feel like Milwaukee's still a very good team. We didn't hear much about them this year. Maybe it's because Giannis was overshadowed by other MVP candidates. But Giannis is still a top player. That being said, I think I want to go with Miami here. I like what, I like what they did in the playoffs last year. And I know that was a year ago at this point. But they had they had Brooke, uh, excuse me they had Milwaukee's number, um you know as far as the playoffs went, and I think that experience is going to help them. I think Milwaukee, as good as they are, maybe next year is the is the the year they jump over the hump. But I think right now they're still a young team. They're still learning and they're still growing together. Whereas Miami, I think Jimmy Jimmy Butler is one of the most underrated players in the league still, even though he's still you know he's still an all star. Uh, I think Bam Adebayo, or I think I pronounced that right, is uh, yeah, you know, is is one of the top, you know, top three defenders in basketball, you know, in 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 the paint. Look, I mean, Giannis is as good as Giannis is. I know Chris Middleton. Um, I know they have a few other, you know, star caliber players. I mean, I think Milwaukee's still favored. I just think uh, my Miami's when it comes down to it, I think Miami's playoff experience and and that mentality will carry them over. Uh, I will think I do think it'll be a hard far hard fart series. Um, but I would say Miami in seven and so somewhat of an upset. Yeah, I I went back and forth. I have a very similar thought process to you. However, I'm gonna go with Milwaukee in seven. But I think every single game is a must watch. I I don't think my prediction. I'm I'm not I'm not too confident in my prediction. I'll be honest because these two teams. They butt heads. Last year, like you said, Miami beat them. Uh, the one thing I think really hurts Miami's chances now, they're without Oladipo. That was a big ad for them. He was most likely going to guard Holiday. And I don't know who would do it now. Someone could maybe help me, maybe Hero. I don't know. But that, that was a – that was a uh, yeah. Maybe – uh, I'm trying to think, like not not like Duncan, not Duncan Robinson, or you know Tyler Hero. at most. Maybe probably Dragic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I think Oladipo is a big loss. I'm gonna go Bucks in seven, but I'm gonna go on the record saying that if Miami won, I would not be surprised. What about you, Puggy? What do you think? I'm on Alex's side on this one. I mean. I think this Heat team's a lot better than the Bucks. I mean, you may say that you don't have Oladipo, but if you look at the head-to-head matchups this past year, yeah, the Bucks did have a bigger hand on them, but you look at all the games, the Heat didn't have Jimmy Butler for the majority of those games. And as we could all see, Jimmy Butler's a major force for this Heat team. He last year kind of himself exposed Giannis. He was able to stop Giannis during that bubble. So I think it's going to be a repeat, but I do think this will be a, a more intense battle between the two teams. I do see going to Game 7, but I see the Heat coming out with it. Jimmy Butler's a great leader on that core. He's able to actually like control what happens like he's actually filtered a chemistry chemistry between bam Adebayo, tyler hero people you never thought would probably be on the same team together and caused it to prosper honestly in my eyes trevor reza was a great pickup in my eyes i mean he's willing to fight out on the court it was kind of funny also just to add when joel and beat were going at it on, from the bench so he they give a sense of like they're hungry they want this they want a repeat of last year so I'll take the heat in seven. 
What about you, Dustin, to wrap it up? Yeah, yeah. Here, you know, I really want to say the Heat. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the Bucks in in six games, and I'll, and I'll tell you why. The Heat. All right. So I really, I just want to say I really like so Jimmy Butler and and Bam Adebayo. Obviously, you know, they're great talents. That you know, Adebayo's more than established himself in the league. Um, but I also really like Tyler Hero, and I think he is that he really, really showed people. You know, he's. He's got top caliber talent. Uh, he's a great ball handler. I, I think he really proved himself this year. My problem is that the Bucks have a core of, uh, of three guys who, to me, are, are, are veterans. You know, Drew Holiday, um, uh, Middleton, and, and, uh, and uh, Giannis. I cannot see Giannis going into another playoffs and not leaving everything out on the floor. I cannot see Giannis going into playoffs and just losing again. Um, the Heat are, I think, are super like formidable, and and, and they're great. And they're such a great team, and and their character is the biggest thing for them, I think. Um, but I just I don't see the Bucks, you know, taking an L again. It, it's I I just I can't see it. I can't see a you know a, a core that good not take. Uh, you know, the win in the first round, you know, even even against a really, really tough opponent like the Heat. Yeah, fair enough. I, I definitely, I see where you're coming from. Uh, so to wrap it up for, for the for first round matchups, Buddy's going to love this one. Oh, I do. Uh, I already know what you're going to say, and yeah, I'm getting into yeah. right now about Nick, this. Nick's Hawks. Nick's Hawks. Who 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 would have thought that I would be saying that, right, at, at this yeah, point? you would have said Cavs at this rate. No, I, okay, I would not have season. said Cavs. I would not have said right, Cavs prior at to the, the four season, seed. You right? Not the four seed. I don't want to hear that. Not the four seed. I, I would have had the Cavs in the playing tournament. Well, that's what I had. I had them in the playing tournament Um, over the Knicks. I will say I deny the Knicks in the playoffs when it started. But here we are, Knicks, Hawks. Buddy, you go first. I mean, you're a big Knicks guy. Go first. What do you think, Knicks Hawks, or, or am I asking a dumb question? You you are asking dumb questions, but you do that a lot. But it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but <laughs> I say Knicks in five. All right, this is definitely biases behind it, but I, I think all right. The first two games, I mean, it's at MSG, they already sold out all their tickets. Fifteen thousand fans. I mean, it's Madison Square Garden. It's the Garden. The Knicks players are going to thrive off the energy to start it automatically. And then you look at the head-to-head matchups. The Knicks did play play the Hawks three times this year, and each and every time they won, they scored a total of after all the games 373 373 points, excuse me, to the Hawks 352 points. I just can't see the Hawks finding a better groove to match with the Knicks now. I mean, the Knicks, as we've all seen this year, have found this type of force that in Tom Thibodeau's like system that has caused them to be defensive monsters. And just prevent people from scoring like how every other one, how everyone else does. So I'm gonna be biased, obviously, still, but I will say the Knicks get this in five. What about you, Alex? Yeah, my thought process is similar to the uh, the thought process of Puggy. Um, I'm actually a big Knicks fan as well. I've been a Knicks fan for the past like 15 years. Uh, you know, I I stuck through the years of you know stuff on Marbury and Jamal Crawford and David Lee and, and that and that whole crew, but um. You know, really awesome to see a Knicks team now that's actually competitive. And I know we had the Amari and Melo years, and uh, you know Jeremy Lin, and mm-hmm. and then and all those teams. But uh, this Knicks team is this this Knicks team is special. That being said, I think the Knicks will win the series. I think it'll go to seven games. I think the Hawks are an up and coming team. 
obviously Trey Young is their you know go to player, and I think he's gonna be he's gonna be an MVP poss- you know a possible type player in the next two to three years. I know uh, Dallas uh, traded him, but I think you know the Hawks uh, should have no regrets in, in trading Doncic away. Doncic away for Young. He's gonna he's gonna be a star in its own right. That being said, uh, love the Knicks here. Randall, you know, is playing out of his mind this year. R.J. Barrett, one of the best young players in the league. The supporting cast is incredible. I mean, you look at a guy like Taj Gibson and Nerland's done well, kind of after cast who've come off the bench and, you know, placed into a much more important role for the Knicks once uh, Mitchell Robinson got injured. Um, like like he, like, like Puggy also mentioned, the Knicks, uh, they're going to be rocking at the Garden. You know, the Garden is the mecca for a reason. It is, you know, one of the best places to play NBA basketball. I think, I mean, I could easily see the series going. Knicks win four at home, Hawks win three on the road. Um, it's going to come down to Game 7 in Manhattan and Game 7 back in New York. I think Randall's going to take over and drop a 35-40 piece. Look, I mean, the Knicks have been doubted for years, ever since Carmelo left. But these Knicks are different, yeah. man. These Knicks are different, and I think, I mean, my, my hope is this is going to sound not realistic, but if Washington can, if Washington can sneak by Philly as the 8th seed, those Knicks can, if those Knicks can be Washington, then you go into Brooklyn for Eastern Conference Finals. You get there, anything can happen. So, uh, but you know, but before I get ahead of myself, I think I do think the Knicks will win. I think it'll be a close series, but I think Game Seven will not be close. I think it'll be a fifteen-plus point win, and the Knicks will move on to advance uh, to the second round uh, against the uh, Philadelphia or Washington. Yeah, I I also agree with you guys. I think New York will win the series. Uh, it is worth mentioning that this Hawks team is not a pushover. They fired Lloyd Pierce uh, through 34 games, and since Nick McMillan took over, they're 27 and 11. This team's no pushover. They they, they are they are up and coming. They're young. I I still that being said, I still think the Knicks take it in six, but the Hawks. I wouldn't be too shocked if the Hawks upset him, but I'm sticking with my pick and I'm going with the Knicks. Uh, Dustin, what do, you, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I can break down each of the teams, and 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 all of you guys, you guys have you know you've mentioned the different you know players on each of the team, you know Julius Randle, and you know obviously you know player like Trey Young on on the Hawks. To me, by virtue of the Knicks making the playoffs and the fact that they're going up against a team that I see as like in their weight class, if you will, I think the Knicks will take it in six games. I, I, I'm, you know, if they're able, if they have the character, you know, after, you know, I was in eighth grade the last time they made the playoffs, if they have the character to make it this year, and I didn't think they were going to make it this year, if they have the character to do that, then I see no reason why they can't take a series against the Hawks in six games. Agreed. Fair enough. So quick, quickly to wrap it up, who do you guys have coming out of the Eastern Conference? Alex, you go first. Um, I mean, I don't want to kind of be cliche here, but the Brooklyn Nets, I could honestly see them going, you know, 12-1 and one on their path to the finals. Yeah, I, for me, I, I agree. The star power is huge. Injuries and health is going to be a huge factor as well. I think every team has an asterisk next to their name based on injuries. But assuming everybody is in the state that they are now, I do think the Nets will come out of the Eastern Conference, most likely against, in my opinion, my Sixers. But I think the Nets, star star power is huge. What about you, Puggy? I hate to say this, but 
I agree with all of you. I would say the Nets. <laughs> I mean, I would love to say the Sixers more than the Nets, but that, like you all say, the Nets trio is way too good. Mm-hmm. And then Dustin, what, what's your who yeah, do you got? Yeah, that's that's uh, consensus. Yeah, the Nets. I mean, it's it's hard not to, right? <laughs> they have three. They have three of the best players of this generation on that team. So, you know, that's that's my answer. All right, so that is the Eastern Conference. So when we come back, we're going to be going through the Western Conference. So stay tuned for that. Are you looking for a fresh cut this summer? Well, head over to at underscore Edwin the Barber underscore on Instagram so that you could enjoy the ETB experience. Edwin is a self-taught barber that will make you feel like a new person after a fresh cut. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cloud Zero Sports Podcast. So we just went over the Eastern Conference, and now we're going to be touching upon the Western Conference. Very, very competitive Western Conference, as usual. It, crazy world we live in if the Lakers are the seventh seed, right? But we got to worry about... Yeah, nuts. But we got to worry about the uh, current playing game. Who's going to face Utah Jazz, Grizzlies, or Warriors? I feel like this probably is an easy decision. Uh, to make, but uh, Alex, what's your take? Uh, so yeah, it is an easy, it is an easy decision, Golden State. Uh, but the Grizzlies are, you know, they're going to be a good team soon. Their their timetable is accelerating faster than people thought. I think John Moran is going to be a star in the league very soon. The you know the Murray State product has taken the league by storm, and he's playing in a small market in Memphis, but. Nonetheless, he's you know I think he's a star for the league to see, and maybe 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 because he's playing in Memphis that the league hasn't taken full notice. Uh, I think he's gonna be a great player very soon. Nonetheless, Steph Curry is Steph Curry. Golden State's Golden State. I know that they had a rough past two years as they lost to KD and Thompson, and Curry's been injured on and off. Golden State should win this handily. I mean, they almost beat the Lakers. Uh, Curry could drop forty plus points in this game. He's gonna drop seven or eight threes at least. And, you know, not, again, not to get too ahead of myself, you know, but as I look forward to the next round, this reminds me of the two, 2007 Warriors, the We Believe Warriors. I mean, they played Utah. I know they lost 4-1 to in that series, but this time, I just think Utah is a little bit overhyped. I know they have Gobert. I know they have Donovan Mitchell. But Golden State, in my mind, is still a better team because Steph Curry is the best player on the court, and he's probably one of the two, best, two or three best basketball players in the world. And that has to mean something when it comes to the NBA postseason. So, you know, I'll say Golden State over Utah. I mean, I'll say Golden State over Utah, honestly. And obviously, by the transitive property, that means Golden State over Memphis. So, that's my pick. Yeah. I I also have the Warriors winning the playing tournament game. However, I, I don't think it will be a cakewalk for sure. It's going to be a very competitive series. Steph Curry's a finalist for MVP. He's playing out of his mind. He's proven me wrong, very wrong this year. But even with that being said, I do think the Jazz will take it in seven. I like the depth that the Utah Jazz have. They have two sixth man of the year finalists. They have Joe Ingles and Jordan Clarkson. They're playing out of their mind. What's up, buddy? No, Joe Ingles, man. Your favorite player. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. I, I like the Jazz depth. Rudy Gobert. Probably a favorite to win Defensive Player of the Year. Don't tell Shaq. But <laughs> I like I like the Jazz's 
chances to win. Although I do also like the, the Warriors' chances to win. It's going to be a close series. Or, or we could just all be wrong and the Grizzlies upset the Warriors somehow. But I, I do have the Jazz coming out of the first round. What about you, Puggy? Um, I got the Warriors being the Grizzlies. I mean, like Alex said, the Grizzlies are young, but they are excelling really fast. John Morant's really talented. Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson, all very talented young players who are definitely excelling a lot faster than people thought. But at the same time, the Warriors, Steph Curry's playing one of his best seasons I think we've all seen in like a while honestly he's one of the best scorers of all time his this is mvp caliber playing and i think it's just he's kind of unstoppable right now and like you look back at the game against the lakers i don't think they should have lost i think that three by lebron was the biggest fluke of all time he asked <laughs> lebron to shoot that again he i think he airballs it so i think we'll see the jazz against the warriors and i'll agree with both of you i do think it could be a very tough game but i do say the jazz will win i mean this team is very talented like you said steven two six-man player of the year potential candidates donovan mitchell is a very talented player we've seen in the recent years it like it shows how a lot of teams were very wrong for letting him drop in the draft a couple years ago rudy gabert defensive player of the year candidate i think this jazz team is very strong i do think it's a little bit overhyped but it's a very strong team i do think they will overcome the Warriors in i think seven games honestly what about you, Dustin? Yeah, so, I mean, I really, you know, I, I really like just being able to see Golden State in the playoffs. It's nice. I, I like, you know, a 33-year-old Curry now having an opportunity to play in the playoffs still. I, I really like that, and he's excellent. So he's 33 years young. Um, but the, ja- the Jazz are, you know, there's no one on the Jazz that's going to blow you away. They don't have James Harden. They don't have James Harden. Kevin Durant and, you know, Kyrie Irving, like the next two, they don't have anyone who's going to blow you away when you look at them, but their team is solid. And they're similar situation to me as the Knicks. They are just a solid team who work to get there and they're in the first seed. This is a well put together team. This is not a pushover team, clearly. Uh, So to me, the Jazz take this. Golden State, will they put up a fight? I think maybe, but I think the Jazz will take it in six. And I'll just add one more thing. I feel so bad for the Jazz. Could you imagine getting the first seed and then potentially being stuck having to play the Lakers in the second round? That is rough. Well, they wouldn't t- They wouldn't play the Lakers. They would have to they, wait till the they, conference they, finals. They would, play, they would play the 4-5 or five. Oh, winners. I see, I see. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me, sorry. Uh, my mistake. <laughs> yeah. All good. Yeah, no no problem. But speaking of the Lakers, they get the Suns. Notice how I say the Lakers get the Suns, even though the Suns are the two seed. What do you think about that matchup, Alex? Yeah, um, I've learned not to bet against LeBron James. I know he's 35, 36 at this point of his career as he approaches the you know the latter stages of his NBA career, but he's still the GOAT. He's still the best player of all time. He's still the best player in today's ba- uh, game of basketball. I know Phoenix is a super exciting team of uh, future stars. Devin Booker, he's a star already. Chris Paul, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, DeAndre Aiden, a, f- a future star, former number one overall pick out of Arizona, but the Lakers. The reason the the reason they're the seventh seed is only because AD and LeBron were out all year. If they were playing all year, they'd probably be the one, two, or three seed. So the seeding is more of a formality. It's it's more it's more about the point of the Lakers are reaching their peak. They have a full roster. LeBron, AD, uh, Dennis Schroeder. They added. I think he's the he's the biggest key piece they added. If, uh, in the Andre Drummond. Keep in mind. Andre Drummond, of course, and keep in mind, this is a Lakers team that won the championship last year in the COVID 
crazy COVID season. Then went out and added, you know, two or three key players. Struggled because of injuries, of course. Now they're fully healthy going into the postseason. They're 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 gonna they, they excuse me. They've got to be a uh, enormous favorite against a young Phoenix team that is vastly inexperienced. LeBron's probably played more playoff games in a single year than these entire Phoenix Suns team have played in their entire lives, and that has to mean something. LeBron is not only is he the best player in basketball, in my opinion. Sorry, Michael Jordan fans, but I think LeBron is the best postseason player of all time. Statistically, I'm not saying he has the most championships, obviously, but st- statistically and dominantly, he is the best player. Um, I just think I think Phoenix can maybe get one game, but I think LeBron, especially LeBron in the first round, we we never see LeBron except for one, except for last year, we never see LeBron struggle in round one. I think before that, he was like 17 and one or something absurd. So Lakers in five, uh, I'll say, I'll say Lakers in five, and uh, Phoenix, you know. Phoenix hopefully gets a better draw uh, of a, a a worse team in the first round next year. Yeah, I I agree. Unfortunately for the Suns, they built a good they built a good team, traded for Chris Paul, got good assets, and they ran to the Lakers because they had injuries. Because let's let's be honest, the Lakers would not be the seventh seed if they were healthy the entire season. So that being said, I think the Lakers take it in six because I don't think the Suns are a pushover. By any means, I think the the Suns are a very good team, but unfortunately, the Lakers are a better team. So I'm taking the Lakers in six. Uh, Puggy, what do you got? I just hate to say. It. I mean, like Alex said, you can't bet on can't bet against LeBron and Alex. You and I are going to need to have a discussion about the greatest player of all time. But going back uh. to the point, I I'll say in six is why I have the Lakers winning in six. I mean, it's, it's upsetting for me. I want to see the Suns do well. I've always been a Devin Booker fan, and like. Steven, a couple episodes ago, I mean, like I was, I was talking about Chris Paul. I said he was an MVP candidate because of his stats. I mean, the Suns team is a really good team. And like you said, they're not a pushover team. It's just upsetting that they have to deal with the Lakers because injuries. And I, I just have to say the Lakers because that team is just way too strong. I mean, you have LeBron, Anthony Davis, Andre Drummond, who's a freakish monster when it comes to getting boards. Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, Lakers in six. <laughs> I just can't even argue it. Dustin, how about you? Yeah, yeah, I'll start off. I had a bit of a bracket mix-up before. The Lakers in the wrong spot when I said that, but uh, so apologize for that. But since we are, since we're talking about the Lakers and the Suns, um, so my my opinion is that the Lakers are going to take this. To me, to me, it's absolutely the Lakers are going to take this series. I think it's going to be in probably six games. Uh, I don't think it'll go to a seventh game. I don't think it will need to. My thing with the Suns is. I don't see any reason why I should think that they're going to beat a team like the Lakers. They have always underwhelmed me. Uh, in the past few seasons when they maybe should have done better, they've always been very underwhelming, and I don't see why they're, you know, have, you know, the character, you know, I compare, I'll compare them to the Jazz and the Knicks. The Jazz and the Knicks are the other, are the other side of this coin. They worked their tails off to get to where they are, and they look like really healthy teams that could do very well in the playoffs. The Suns haven't done anything to show me this is a team that's going to go into the playoffs, they're going to take that great play from the the regular season, and they're going to be able to translate that into a win against a team like the Lakers. I do not see that. So on that note, the Lakers instant. Yeah, it's a a shame for the Suns. But I do think it'll be a fun series to watch regardless. Absolutely. So, 
So moving on to the Blazers and Nuggets. I I, I don't even know. I don't even know where I stand. You guys could, might be able to convince me. Uh, Nuggets, Blazers, what do you got, Alex? This is a, one of the toughest matchups for me. The Denver Nuggets, you know, led by MVP, uh, likely MVP, uh, Nikola Jokic. But then you got the Blazers. I have to actually check my watch because I believe it's Dame time. Uh, I think Dame. <laughs> I, I, yes. I, I, I think I think Dame's going to take over. Uh, we've seen him do it in past postseasons. We saw his heroic shot against the Rockets five five years ago. We saw a shot against the Thunder two years ago. Oh, I'm sensing more Dame. Upset about that. Uh, yeah, I'm sensing some more Dame magic uh, this year. Uh, the Blazers. Oh, I, how can we forget Carmelo Anthony? He has been one of the most underrated players in the NBA this year. I know his, his role has uh, kind of diminished this year, obviously, compared to his days as a Denver Nugget and a New York Knicks. But Melo has really embraced that bench role and kind of the underdog mentality, in a sense. And he's really you know established himself. And hopefully he has a few good more years left in him as a uh, as an NBA player. But I think, you know, between Melo's, leader, Melo's leadership, you got CJ out of Lehigh, uh, Lehigh Valley represent. And we got Dame. Um, I think Blazers in. I'm gonna go six or seven. I'll probably six or seven, but I'll say Blazers in six. Denver's a very good team, a very you know, uh, very kind of a young team, uh, a very fast-paced team. Nikola is a great player. Um, honestly, I'm blanking out a blanking out a bunch of their players right now, but um, I think that this is probably one of the most evenly mass- matched matchups of the entire playoffs in regards to just competitiveness. Uh, but um, I would say number of games, six, uh, going to Portland, and it's going to end on a Damian Lillard game-winning three. Wouldn't, wouldn't shock me at all. I, I think I have to agree with you. I think the Blazers will take it. The Nuggets, they, they don't have Jamal Murray anymore, which is a huge that's right. blow. Huge that's, blow that's, for what, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, and... This Blazers team is much better than it was last year, and last year's Blazers team was a pretty strong eight seed, even though they ran to the Lakers. But it's still a very strong eight seed. I think them as a six seed, uh, healthy to my knowledge. No one I'm missing that's injured, right? Injured. I think everyone's healthy. I don't think no. any. Yeah, I don't think any big names are injured. So I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you, Alex. I'm gonna say Blazers in six. What about you, Puggy? Cool. I'm saying Blazers in seven. I mean. I still have a lot of hope in the Nuggets. I do think Nikola Jokic, him being the MVP candidate, will step up a lot more in the playoffs. But like we were saying about the Trailblazers team, this team is very strong. I mean, we have Lillard, McCollum, and then and both of you didn't actually mention this, but they did acquire Norman Powell um, at the trade deadline from yes, the Raptors. Yes, that's true. So I forgot about that. That's a great addition. I mean, he's a lethal scoring threat. He can move the ball really well. You look at their centers. I mean, they're no Nikola Jokic caliber centers, but Yusuf Nurkic and Ennis Cantor, I mean, they they both play the roles. You can't complain. And then they have Robert Covington, who's a great 3 and D player. So I do see, though, this series going to Game 7. And like Alex, I do see Damian Lillard hitting game-winning 3. Dustin, what about you? Yeah, so so I'll just I'll start off and say I, I you know agree with Portland uh, definitely. I think this is a ser- similar series to the Hawks and Knicks, not because they're similar, te- not because they're similar, you know, they're related to each other, but because the respective teams, you know, in those two matchups are, are very similar. And to me, I said this with the Knicks. I, I think these are two teams that are in the same weight class. These are two teams that can do about the same amount of damage. 
the deal breaker here for me, the reason I pick Portland is is really Damian Lillard. And and going into the playoffs this year, there is no reason that Damian Lillard can't be just, you know, a force of nature where he decides that he's going to put up 45 mm-hmm. points in multiple games. Um, he is excellent. He's uh, a quiet stud, if you will. Um, and that Portland team, it, you know, once Jokic figures out how to channel his talent in the playoffs, I think it might be a little bit different story, and he'll be able to work, you know, off of his team more, you know, in a playoff scenario. Uh, but I, I'm giving this to Dame. Dame, you know, I, I can see Dame, and he looks really hungry. Uh, he looks like he's ready, you know, to take this first-round series against the Nuggets. Yeah, so we're all on board for Blazers. I will say one thing, one disclaimer. If Jamal Murray was healthy and everything was okay, I do think the Nuggets would blow the Trailblazers out of the water. Yeah, but I I think that's a totally different story that we're looking at. <laughs> yeah. 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 So to wrap up the first-round matchups, uh, Mavericks-Clippers rematch of last year's first round, but the seedings are different. Uh, Alex, who did you got in that series? This is a series where I really want to say Dallas because the Clippers – franchise seems to be cursed in the playoffs i don't care who their players are i don't care what the years they never seem to pull through i mean they've never they've never made a conference final and that's after being pretty pretty good for the past 10 or so years with cp3 blake griffin uh deandre jordan and now you know Kawhi and pg13 um, I really want to pick Dallas. I mean, Luca is a star. He is beyond a star. He's, he was, you know, the preseason MVP favorite. That being said, I can't pick too many upsets. Plus, Kawhi is a playoff force. Combined with PG, I think him and uh, him and Kawhi are, uh, or Kawhi and PG rather are gonna gonna sit down Luca and really kind of uh, uh, dilute his talents. Um, I think this could be a seven-game series, maybe six. Uh, I just think Kawhi's experience and his mentality as a playoff uh, playoff leader will shine through for the Clippers. That being said, I don't think the Clippers are going to get far in the playoffs because if they win that matchup, then they would go on to face the winner of the 2-7 game, which would be the Lakers. And the Lakers, I think, would destroy the Clippers in five or six games, honestly. So... Um, Clippers and six. Don't be surprised if Dallas, you know, the Mavericks pull it out. Luca might have some magic up his sleeve, you know. Um, as, as the uh, as as the game gets late, he, he might take over a game or two. But Kawhi is going to be the series MVP. Um, you know, PG will certainly step up uh, as needed as well. Yeah, I I agree. I think the Clippers, uh, will will win the series. I just want to say they they are the four five. So they they would uh, face the winner of my, Utah and Golden State. My bad. In, in, in that yeah, case, all good. I, in that case, then I think the Clippers will beat uh, beat Golden State, and then because that's why I'm winning, and then and then lose to the Lakers in the conference finals. Yeah, I was gonna say I even if they were like the three six and they're facing the Lakers, I do think the Lakers would beat them if 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 healthy, of course. But for the topic of the Clippers and Mavericks, I like the Clippers. A big Kawhi guy. I like Paul George this year. I think he played very well. Uh, I think playoff Ronda was a huge ad for them. A very underrated ad, actually. I, I like the way this team is playing. I, I know they, they they didn't have a very good end to the season, but I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not putting too much stock into that. So I, I'm going to mm-hmm. take the Clippers in six. What about you, Puggy? 
Um, I'm taking actually the Clippers in five. I think this Clippers team is actually stronger than last year's Clippers team, but at the same time, it still does come down to how well Paul George plays. I mean, last year we all saw Paul George did not play so well in the playoffs, and that heavily effect affected the Clippers. But like you said, Steven Rondo addition, that was a great underrated addition. They added DeMarcus Cousins. I've always actually been a fan of DeMarcus Cousins. I think he's a very solid center who can shoot the ball really well. I just don't see enough talent then on this Mavericks team to keep up with this Clippers team. And personally, and I, I think they can make the um, Western Conference Finals. I think they could beat the Jazz or the Warriors. So I I give the Clippers a win on in five on this series. What about you, Dustin? Yeah, so, you know, I'll, I'll just say, you know, to me on paper, in real life, the Clippers take the series. You know, Alex said Kawhi, you know, is the MVP of the series. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why not? You know, the Mavs will have plenty of chances. They're young people, plenty of chances to win a championship. They're just not going to take it here against a Paul George and a Kawhi Leonard who have far more playoff experience than they do. Just hundreds of hours of more playoff experience than they do. Um, so, yeah, so to me, to me, the Clippers take this series, you know, maybe even in five games, I'll say six. I'll be conservative and say six. But uh, the Clippers take it nonetheless. Uh, dynamic duo, whatever you want to call it, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are way, way more ready uh, to, 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 you know, to go and play and win a championship than a team that is very young and has very little playoff experience. Agreed. And I just want to add in a quick uh, point here. It's actually halftime in the Wizards game. Uh, we just hit, hit halftime around uh, 10 or 15 minutes ago, and the Wizards are up by a lot. Uh, they're up by 14. 66-52, and Mr. Triple-Double himself, Russell Westbrook, has 15 points, 7 rebounds, and 9 assists at halftime. So that's almost guaranteed he's going to get another triple-double. Yeah, he, he's insane. I had him on my fantasy team this year, and he helped me to win a fantasy basketball championship. So I'm, I'm a very big Russell Westbrook guy. Congratulations. But yeah, it looks like our predictions of Washington across the board is going to be correct. Yeah, it's good. It's go looking good. Looking good. But it'd be embarrassing if we release this podcast, you know, tomorrow or on Saturday, the latest, and it's the Pacers, and it's like, uh oh. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I, I still, I'm still sticking with the Wizards' prediction. But uh, to wrap up the Western Conference, who you guys coming have coming out of the uh, Western Conference? Alex, you go first. LeBron James and the Lake Show, Lakers, baby. Yeah, I, I agree. As boring as it is, but yeah, I'm going with the Lakers as well, as long as they're healthy, of course. Uh, Puggy, same with you. Yeah. <laughs> First seven seed to make the finals ever, I believe. Yeah, I think the lowest ever was six. That eight. was Houston. Was it eight? An eight? An eight seed made it. Knicks made it in '99, but uh, oh strike, right, right, right. A, that's right. It was yeah, a yeah, uh, strike. Yeah. It was a strike shortened season, but yeah. Yes, and then then the 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 lowest winner was Houston, who was a six seed. Yeah. And then Dustin, are you picking the Lakers as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As much as much as I want to uh, pick the Clippers, you know, in LA, certainly uh, the Lakers are the better half. There, uh, I, I have to, I have to pick them. Yeah. Yep. So, all right. So, a boring Lakers Nets final. Who who do you guys have? I think we all said that, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's gonna be a boring <laughs> final. I think it'll be an interesting final. No, but... no, no, no. I mean, like the, the boring pick, like you know, like, like what everybody said at the beginning yeah. of the year. Like Lakers, Nets, 
I'm going to say Lakers in seven. LeBron's not losing in a game seven again. I will go on the record as saying Nets in six. Oh. Huggy, what about you? I'm saying Lakers in six. I mean, honestly, I think if LeBron comes back and gets to the finals, this is like that one of those like monstrous years from him. Like, this will be one of the most impressive finals for him to win. So I think this is his year to win it. I have a question for you, Puggy. If LeBron wins it in that uh, in that historical manner, will you change your opinion on the GOAT? Nope. I've told Steven and asked Steven this. If, for me to say LeBron's the GOAT, he needs to win two more rings and get the all-time scoring title. It's the only way I'm ever calling him the GOAT. Agreed. I, 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 can, uh, I can agree with that. And Dustin, wrap it up. What's your finals prediction? I'm actually going to echo Steve here. I, I don't think that's such a hot take. I, I think the Nets in six is completely reasonable. Um, LeBron has, you know, taken series in the past when he was on Cleveland. He definitely punched, you know, helped that team punch above its weight class. But I just don't, I, there's, there's just no way to me that he is able to finish off a team like the Nets, even with the depth that he has on his Lakers. Um, mm. I think I think the Nets take that. You know, he's not going up against 22-year-olds. He's going up against the most some of the most established players. You know, potentially in the history of the NBA. Um, yeah. So I, to me, the to me the Nets in six. But but again, these are powerhouse teams. It really could come down to you know splitting hairs. Yeah, that'll be a very interesting series. But there's you got to get through the whole postseason first. You know, it'll be very very interesting. So. When we come back from uh, from the break, we're going to be going over all NBA teams. We're going to quick go over who we have on the first, second, and third all NBA teams. Stay tuned for that. Want to listen to more fresh beats like this one? We'll head on over to 33 Ranger Music on SoundCloud. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Cloud Zero Sports Podcast. So we just went through our playoff predictions. Now we're going to quick talk about all NBA teams. So what I'm going to do is I got three all NBA teams here, first, second, and third team. This is my opinion. I figure we could just go through what I have. And if you guys have a disagreement, you can state whatever disagreement it is, who you think I should replace, and we'll just take it from there. Sound good? Sounds all good, right. man. So for first team... Guards, I have Curry and Dame. Forwards, I have Giannis and Kawhi. Center is Jokic. Any disagreements? It's not a disagreement necessarily as much as it is a hypothetical or more of a rhetorical question. Do you think Westbrook's utter dominance statistically should be rewarded uh, with first team recognition? I know his Wizards team wasn't spectacular, but do you think his dominance individually as a player alone should be upgraded to first team status, or or is that not a consideration? It, you know, it, it, the guards for me was so so hard to come up with. I, I like I, I left off some 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 players who I know are it's gonna it's gonna make people mad, but I I will say I'll spoil it. I do have Westbrook on one of my All NBA teams, but Curry and Dame were were just just as unbelievable as Westbrook was. Curry and Dame were 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 pretty impressive as well, especially Curry. I mean, he's an MVP finalist. Yeah, no, I understand it's it's super tough, you know, especially for the guards. But, uh, it, I mean, I think if uh, if there was an extra spot, I think Westbrook would maybe All fill right. that. No, that's definitely fair. I, I definitely see. I mean, he had an incredible season. 
I, I definitely see where you're coming from. Uh, anyone else have cool, a cool. have a comment on the first I team? I kind of do. Well, not really a disagreement, but a comment. I mean, obviously, we've seen in the past how like the voters don't really follow positions properly. Yeah. Could you argue then having hmm. MB? Yeah, I I've seen people do that, and that because yeah. it's hard to not have a. MVP finalist in the first team, you know? I, I know, I agree. I agree completely. And I, I went with the traditional two guards, two forwards, and a center. And Jokic is my MVP, and we'll get to that in the awards segment. But it, it was tough. It was tough to come up with this, knowing that I left Embiid off of the uh, first team. But, you know, I, uh, I, I just went with the standard uh, usual voting system. Uh, oh, that's fair. Yeah. Any any other uh, comments on the first team? Dustin, you have any? Not not one. All right, so you're on board with me. Fair enough. All right, so should I go to second team now? All right. So second team, I have Doncic, CP3, Jimmy Butler, Puggy's boy Julius Randle, and Embiid. Let's go. Any comments? Do you mind who are the first two guys? Doncic again? and CP3. I think I'm pretty much on board with that. Once again, um, I know I mentioned Randall before with the Knicks, but um, kudos to Randall, man. A comeback player of the year for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, most improved. For I for sure, again, we'll get again to that for the awards segment, but Randall had a fantastic year. I, I was one of the people who was slandering that signing. I know you were too, Puggy. And I was the first to admit that were. I slandered him, and and you were also the first to admit that you were wrong about him, and I, I was second, right behind you. He he played huh. well, G- great great year for him. I'm happy for him, I really am. Uh, yeah. Any uh, any other comments for the second team? I'm just happy Chris Paul got some love, man. Yeah, yeah, Chris Paul definitely deserves some love. The Sun, that's the reason the Suns are the number two seed. He he's a big factor to that. Yes, sir. Any comments you want to add, Dustin? Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to say about Julius Randle, I think he, you know, he is just, he just, he just absolutely blew me away. And I, and I, I said this to you earlier, Steve. Um, I, I think Randle even being, you know, Randle being considered, you know, as most improved player is, an, is like an insult to him. He is not only one the you know most improved maybe he's one of the best players in the NBA. No one improves the you know nat- no one normally improves to the, the to the level that he played at this year. Oh yeah he, yeah, um, yeah yeah it's like usually like it's small yeah, improvements he, but he took like a gigantic borderline like top ten MVP voting leap. I'm interested to see like when the voting comes out where he stands in the top ten. Cause I would imagine he's in the top ten. Maybe more like seven or eight but still very impressive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it's it's kind of like you know who's Jimmy Butler, you know, Julius Randle just played so well. I'm I'm just I'm really just very impressed. Oh, yeah, but you can't you I can't knock uh, people being impressed. You you can't you can't knock Jimmy Butler's gone. He Jimmy Butler really stepped it up. They had a very slow start in the Heat, but he, he he's been he's been amazing too for that for the I Miami mean, statistically, Heat. Basically, he's been shown that he's a key player. They're like six and thirteen without him. Yeah, yeah, he he's he's a big big factor. A lot of people were saying he should get MVP votes, too. I can see it. But let's go on to your third team. Yeah, so the third team, I, I think we're going to be arguing a little more. It, I will say, this is this was tough for me. Because there, there are probably three guards left out here that I could have put on. 
There's a forward or two. You could even argue argue a center or two. It was tough. It was tough. So don't don't yell at me too much. But for my third team All NBA, Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Paul George, Rudy Gobert. Any comments? Um, or have I stunned you all silent? <laughs> I I have I have one comment about uh about LeBron. I think LeBron can make the third team. Do you think because he's LeBron James, uh the best player in the game today, do you think the name alone merits him as a spot on the team considering he missed yes, so many games? Yes, I th- I think that is a huge factor in it and that I think that's how most people are gonna vote. If it was based on you know, if games played was like a huge factor in it, I think Tatum probably would have taken that spot from him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the same thing could be said about Joel Embiid, the Seventy uh, Sixers star. He missed a bunch of games yeah. too with a uh, with an yeah, injury. Yeah, so I think I, I vote a combination of personal preference and how I think the the actual writers will vote. And I I, I just I can't imagine LeBron James. It's not like he had a terrible season when he was healthy either. Like he had a good season. No doubt about I mean, it. He averaged twenty five. Yeah. He averaged twenty five uh, points a game. He averaged more points now than he did when people in his quote unquote prime. So yeah. So huh. LeBron James third team. I think he would have been higher if he was healthy the whole season. But then Westbrook. Oh, uh, he'd probably be first. Oh yeah, for sure. Probably would replace replace Kawhi. But then uh, Westbrook, great season. You know, it just incredible. Bradley Beal has just been a great scorer all year. Paul George, I think, had a sneaky good year. I I, I know. A lot of people aren't crazy about Paul George, but he averaged, he's averaged 23 points a game this year, which is about what he did in his uh, prime in Indiana. And he's shooting a career high 46% from the field as well. So he, he's uh, he's improved his shooting percentage. He's shooting 41%, pretty much exactly what he shot last year. So he, he's he's efficient this year. I, mean, I know a lot of people are saying that you know, he chokes in the playoffs, but as, as far as for regular season... I think he had a very, very good season, and I think he should be rewarded for third team on BA. But uh, any any comments, Dustin? Do you have anything to say? Yeah, there's definitely going to be some controversy with mine. I do not have Russell Westbrook on any of my. Okay, teams. who'd you have um, for one of your guards? So I have my guards. So I have Kyrie Irving. I have Bradley Beal. I have uh, uh, I have Rudy Gobert. I have Paul George. And hold on one second. I'm sorry, about that. Rudy Gobert, Paul George, and Steve. Could you just say? Could you just go through your three, uh, your uh, thirteen? My thirteen. Uh, LeBron James, uh, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, LeBron James. Yeah, LeBron James would yeah. have to be. Yeah. 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 Um. So, Russell Westbrook not being there, I'm sure that's uh. So for me. It's, look, it's really hard. It's really hard for me not to, in any given year, it's really hard for me to not put Russell Westbrook on, you know, one of those, on the first, second, or third team. Um, but Kyrie Irving, just as, I feel like the impact that he's, I feel like the impact that he's had, you know, whatever, they're, you know, like they have, you know, they have, they also have Kevin Durant and they also have James Harden, but the impact that he's had on the Nets, and I feel like, just you know, it, it's hard. It's kind of hard for me to quantify. I kind of just feel like Kyrie deserves to be there, um, just on merit, on the way he's played. Uh, I really, it's again really hard on me, and I'm a huge Russ fan, which is probably you know it might be 
you know, scratching your head out, and he's not on any of those teams, and he's a triple-double machine, absolutely, every year. But I felt that Kyrie was just, was more deserving. Uh, just, it's, again, just watching him play, I watched, like, probably 30 of the next games this year, and the way he played, I, I, I feel like it merits it. Yeah. You know, it, I, it, if I had to make a quick honorable mentions team, it would probably be James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Zion Williamson, Jason Tatum, and Bam Adebayo. Yeah. That's. I, I actually, I want to make, I want to make a quick note about uh, the inclusion of Kyrie. I think he really stepped up as a player, especially during the injuries of uh, KD and uh, oh, James yeah, Harden. Oh yeah, for sure. So that alone, so so that alone merits some inclusion. Uh, you know, even though I, even though I love Westbrook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, one thing to add about Kyrie that could definitely see him on like certain people's third team. He did join the fifty forty ninety um, club, which he was the fifth player to ever deal fifty percent from the field. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, then forty percent or more from the three point range, and then from, 90, from three. yeah, and then ninety yeah. percent from the free throw line. So I mean. He may have missed a lot of games, but he did, like we all said, have a great season. He stepped up when he had a lot of other players around him that could definitely be the number yeah. one ball player. Yeah, he did. He really did. And, and look, and and look, and I mean, similar to last season, this season, even though it was better in terms of like, you know, the health and safety protocols, it was still a really, a really weird season with COVID and all. So like, any injuries and stuff, like I don't want to say they're a fluke, but it's definitely a season that like will stand out, you know, for more than just, you know, the records and stats. Like, COVID had an impact, you know, no matter how you look at it. All right. Yeah, no, just like a quick point. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Kyrie had a – it, it was tough. Like I said, gu- putting choosing the guards was really, really hard. It was like Curry, first team, and then the rest you could probably argue. But – Yeah. So yeah. – no, go ahead, Dustin. And – yeah, see, if I just add quick, and really, to me, the hardest thing is that, you know, like, uh, Steph Curry's really good in there, and, and Dame is good, and, and those guys are, you know, those are guys are on my first team, but Kyrie and, um, Kyrie and the way that, uh, Russell Westbrook's, uh, Russell Westbrook plays, there's a kind of, like, holistic play to their game. These guys are, you know, I've never seen Kyrie Irving back down from an opportunity. You know, if he thought he could drive through the lane, he'll take arms to the face. He'll get hit. The it's just and Russell Westbrook, he is. You know, he's a. He, you want to talk about being a holistic player? I mean, <laughs> it's Russell Westbrook. To me, the what just what just impresses me about them, just in general, is their absolute like their absolute effort and willingness to sacrifice the body to win games. They're going out there and they're excellent, they're talented, but they, you know, they're ready. I mean, look at, you know, just watch, just watch Kyrie, you know, drive up the court every single time he wants to make it to the net. Doesn't matter what happens. Doesn't matter if he, you know, gets injured for a 30th time or whatever. He is looking to win the game and he is looking to compete at the highest level against any opponent, you know, against any opponent. This could be the Grizzlies, it could be the Lakers. Um, these guys are really in it to win it, and they and they show things that I don't really see all the time from players like Steph and from players like Dame. Dame will have nights where he'll just do nothing. Dame will have he'll pop off and he'll be MVP level by the end of the season statistically, but he'll have games where he'll do nothing. His shots not clicking. These two guys are working every single game. I want to win this game. I don't care who my teammates are. I don't care how good my team is. I am going to put in the effort every single game to make sure that I've done all that I can. Yeah, I agree. 
All right, so to wrap up the podcast for our final segment, we're going to be going over the uh, award finals and who we think is going to win each award. So for our last and final segment, stay tuned for that. Joker Mag is a digital media platform dedicated to inspiring underdog stories in sports. By celebrating the underdog mentality, our mission is to inspire athletes, coaches, and sports fans to conquer obstacles and overcome adversity. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JokerMagHQ for the latest underdog stories in sports. We are the home of the underdog. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the final segment of the Cloud Zero Sports Podcast. We're going to knock out the our predictions for the award winners. So we didn't touch on the finals MVP before, so we'll, we'll quick knock that one out. Who do you guys have winning for the finals MVP? So I have the Nets winning. I'm going with Kevin Durant for my finals MVP. What about you, Alex? I have the Lakers. should be pretty obvious, as, uh, as we've seen four other times, LeBron James... I mean, I guess Anthony Davis, but if LeBron's winning the finals, LeBron's gonna win, and that's only because of he's LeBron James, and I think he'll I think he'll deserve it. But I think if the Lakers win and LeBron's on the team, the voters will be like, "Oh, LeBron's gonna win," you know, kind of just like uh, they're used to that. But yeah, no, LeBron's gonna dominate the final. He's gonna win the finals, and Lakers in seven. What about you, Bobby? Um, personally, I actually have Anthony Davis winning it since I said the Lakers will win it. I think last year he should have won the finals MVP. He had a really good performance during the finals, and I think he's actually going to play even better. He was able to carry the load for the Lakers during the season when LeBron was injured, so I'm, I'd am say Anthony Davis could continue that form and get even better for the playoffs in the finals, so I'm giving it to him. What about you, Dustin? Yeah, Dustin, you had uh, the Nets as well, right? Yeah, yeah, so I had the Nets uh, taking it, and you know, I want to say Kevin Durant, but I, I think I, I actually am going to say uh, Kyrie. I think I'm going to say Kyrie. Yeah, big Kyrie no, guy. You know, yeah, I think I think if the Nets are going to win, I think there's no reason that Kyrie isn't the backbone, you know, in, in that, you know, win, in that uh, run, you know. Uh, so, I, yeah, so I say him. Yep, all right. Uh, Poggy, I just have a quick question. Do you think, I know you picked AD for the uh, NBA Finals MVP, but do you think, it makes sense that if if the Lakers win, that the voters would almost pick LeBron by by default oh, in a sense. Most definitely. I mean, it it like still comes down to also what's going to bring in more money too. <laughs> exactly. Obviously, the po- political problems and all that, like the, the NBA politics, as I like to call it. But sure. if I want to say based off someone's performance, I will say it's going to be. Yeah, easy, no, no, I totally I agree with you, man. I think it's very outshined for what he does. Uh huh. No, one hundred percent on board. All right, so for MVP, I'm just going to go same thing for the All-NBA team. I'm just going to go down my um, my picks, and then if you agree or disagree, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it then. So for MVP, I have the default boring, obvious pick, Nikola Jokic. I mean, I'm going to go with Jokic. I'm going to go with him also. I think Steph should deserve a second second place, uh, not third. I think he'll get a first place, uh, a number of first place votes too. I just think what he did for this Warriors team that was depleted compared to two years ago is incredible. And Steph's been underrated all year. I mean, people saw the 15 Curry, the 16 Curry, the 17, 18 Steph Curry 
the 21 Steph Curry might be better than all of those, as you know, you guys alluded to before. So I think Jokic, you know, is kind of the MVP favorite the past month and a half. But Steph Curry has been on a roll and maybe vote, maybe voter fatigue would, you know, kind of push away from Steph because he's already won twice before as a, uh, as a, uh, as a warrior. But, um, I would say Jokic, but do not look, I wouldn't be surprised if Curry, Curry gets more votes than, than we anticipated. Yeah, I, I agree. I can see that. Puggy, what about you? You still have Jokic? Or do you have Curry? Unfortunately, no. Unfortunately, I have Jokic. I really wish I could say Curry just based off the way he performs. I mean, if you want to look at the true definition MVP in my eyes, I will say Curry because he really put that team on the back. I mean, they lost so many stars, and he's caused them to basically almost be in the playoffs right now. So, But... Just statistically, Jokic didn't miss a single game, and like the stats he put up, especially for being a center with 8.3 assist averaging, he has to get it. Yeah, that, that's a, the big thing. Also, is they did miss a game. That that's huge as well. Dustin, do you agree, Jokic as well? Yeah, yeah, and I'll and I'll also just because everyone else has too, but uh, because I feel like you have to. I'll, I'll add my piece here about about Curry. Uh, I mean, if if it was based on effort, man, you know, you want to talk about MVP. He is, you know, in, in, in the MLB, we have we have war to, to determine, you know, how much value a player, you know, has given to their team. I mean, Curry, I feel like if, if there was war in the NBA, he'd have the highest war. Um, I, I, I believe there is win shares for basketball. I'm going to look it up as we speak, but I'm going to just, I'm curious what it is. Yeah. But, but either way, I, I would, I would, you know, Curry, I just, you know, give him that shout out that he deserves because he's was incredible and I mean you could say whatever you want and his you know his uh whoever's doubters were you know they could say whatever they want but he went and he did something that we didn't think he'd we you know we'd see again we didn't think we'd see it again after 2016 um so really really impressive yeah like a um, role praising curry and we're like yeah we're gonna pick Jokic anyway <laughs> yeah, because yeah. like you, you, know. you can't Say no to a guy who didn't miss a single game. Yeah, and then, and then put up numbers like that too. That's really, really impressive. Quick, quick note: I looked, I looked, up, I looked up the win shares for the uh, uh, NBA for the season, and Jokic is leading. I don't really know what the metrics are, but the value is fifteen point six two. And just for reference, Steph Curry is in uh, seventh place at nine. So uh, wow, again, take that for what you want, but uh, yeah, I guess yeah. that you know, clearly Jokic is. Uh, you know the best player by not only the metrics but also the advanced numbers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. You know, those triple doubles. I'm sure contribute to that. I mean, yeah, he is in, in that sense. Yeah, he's a more holistic player. You know, in terms of talking about an MVP. Right. So for rookie of the year, I have Lamelo Ball. Even though I know he missed a few games, but I feel like he when he did play, he was just consistently like played very well. I know he started slow, but. I, I think Lamel Ball played very well, and like you said, uh, playing with the NBA politics, like I, I think uh, Lamel Ball like he's like the face of, of of the younger rookie class. Even though Anthony Edwards was the number one pick, but I, I'm gonna I'm picking Lamel Ball. Anyone? I I agree there. I think uh, I don't know I, the whole Ball family thing is like kind of ridiculous. I, I I've watched like a dozen times before. I don't know if you guys have seen they had a Lavar Ball interview on CNN with Chris Chris Cuomo a few years ago. And it's like, why does this family get so much recognition? And I know they're great basketball players, but it's you know, uh, they feel like the uh, like it feels like the uh, the Kardashian family. It's you know, 
so overhyped for you know for not much reason. But uh, he's a very good player and he'll win Rookie of the Year. But NBA NBA politics will be happy because Lamelo Lamo is a he's 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 a big name and that's what the league wants sometimes. <laughs> It's not like he was bad either. Like he had a he had a good season. No, no, but like you know what I mean about the the ball oh, family. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I know what you like, mean. Like like Leandro Ball is hyped up. He's not even in the NBA. <laughs> right. Yeah. He. I mean, he probably got. And think about it, he got that G League contract probably just because his last name is Ball. Literally. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean he's a great. Not to take anything away from Lamelo, great player and uh, you know, great star in the league. No, no, yeah, def, def, no, definitely. I, I agree with uh, yeah, what, what Alex just said, and and I, yeah, I would just say about Lamelo, like, I guess for I guess for Lavar, it's uh, three times a charm. You know, he always thought he had this plan. You know, where he, you know, uh, <laughs> where you, you have his, he has his first son. You know, oh, it's part of the plan. He gets traded to the Pelicans. This is, uh, you know, from from when he was born, I knew he was gonna be traded to the Pelicans. Um, but Lamelo Ball, just you know, everything aside, all of that, you know, nonsense aside. Lamelo Ball is really, really good, and his, you know, ball handing ability and his ability to get to the cup is very impressive. And he reminds me a lot of John Morant. Um, he he's very, very impressive. Uh, and to me, he is just from a skill standpoint, from a non, uh, you know, quantitative standpoint, from a, you know, without without the statistics that, that aside, Lamelo just looked really good when you put it when you looked at him compared to Edwards and you looked at him compared to, you know. Any of the other play, any of the uh, you know the great draft picks that came up this year, um, he just looked you know ready to go. His his ball handling ability blew me away. I did not know how it would translate, and I was really impressed. Yeah, no, he had a he had a good season. Um, for defensive player of the year. Oh, wait, oh wait, did you not? Hey, I didn't oh, say my all right, hold on, oh, my I bad. never said my team. You're good. You're good. You're good. All right. Well. I kind of partially agree with all of you about the Lamelo Ball. But my my winner is this hasn't happened since 1999 actually. Co-winners. Oh. I think it's so split to the point that both Lamelo Ball and Anthony Edwards win. I mean, Anthony Edwards did not miss a single game this year, and he put up some really good stats for rookie. I mean, he averaged 19.3 points a game, um, free throw percentage was 77%, 41 field goal percentage. I mean, it's not the greatest, but he's still a rookie. I think it's so hard to tell because of the amount of games the Mellow Ball missed that it's going to be a split. I mean, think about it. Someone like Embiid might not win the MVP because he missed so many games. So some people might use that logic, like, why should Lamelo Ball win it since he missed more than 20 games? I, I, will say, I will say, just a quick point, for it to be a tie, I think it literally has to have the exact same amount of votes. Do you think that'll happen? I actually do. I really do. Okay. No, in, 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 interesting. And I'll just I'll add on real quickly. I, I really think the theme of this NBA season is really uh, effort that isn't able, that you're not able to quantify because there are so many excellent players that and and even with you know even with the rookie class too like like especially you know Lamelo like there's been this, this I just think the theme of the season has been you were excellent but this guy had more points than you statistically. Um, Agreed. So to move on for defensive player of the year, uh, Rudy Gobert for me. Uh, we, were, we were talking about win share. Uh, De- Rudy Gobert leads the league in defensive win shares with five point two for whatever that's worth. 
but I figured I might I might I might bring that yeah, up. No 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 argument there, dude. Uh, Gobert is a uh, force in the paint, and uh, no argument there. A defensive player of the year. Yeah, definitely, he. Uh, I think he deserves it. You know, without a doubt, he really really worked <laughs> and and was a huge impact player for his team. And and I I don't think I'd give it to anyone else. Yeah, on yeah, on the defensive end for sure. Puddy, what do you think? Do you agree with Gobert? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you look at him, compare him to the other finalists. I mean, the thing with him is he was consistent with his stats to the point that he deserves it. He had double points compared to Draymond Green, less turnovers. Then you look at Ben Simmons. I mean, he played really well defensively in certain games. That's the problem. Certain games, he never did it consistently like Gobert. I think NBA defense. I think NBA Defensive Player of the Year is a, an award for a uh, uh, for an interior player. I mean, I know. Ben Simmons is kind of, you know, a uh, defender on the wing, but uh, I think, you know, defensive player of the year, you're, you're getting blocks, you're, you're kind of defending, you're defending in the paint, and I think that's making more of an impact than an, all, than an on-ball defender. That's just my opinion. Yeah, that's hey, man, fair. Won it. Michael Jordan won defensive player of the year. He so. did, but I think in today's game, <laughs> where I know it's more of a spread-out offense with three-pointers and such, but I think Gobert's impact kind of just manning the paint, you know, um, just kind of, I don't know if that makes sense, but I think he just has more of an impact. No, I know exactly what you're saying. I was just trying to make one of those good no, jokes. No, no, you got to play devil's advocate sometimes. <laughs> you do. All right. Uh, Steven? We'll, we'll move on to the next one. Any other comments? Yeah, I guess, uh, what is it? MIP? Yeah, most improved player for me. Like we were, we were discussing before. It's Not like, close. yeah, it's got to be Julius Randle. It has to be. No debate. Has to be. If you said anyone else but Randall, I'm telling you right now, I would not show up on this podcast anymore. <laughs> I think he's uh, like a, I mean, we talked about him so much before. I don't know if we need to go into it again, but we don't. Yeah. We really don't. No, we, so Julius, yeah. Rand, Julius Randall is going to, so to get an MVP vote, you have to get at least, to be basically on the ballot, you have to have, have at least one fifth place vote. I think Randall will get to be on the ballot. He'll get at least one oh, fifth yeah. place vote easily. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Uh, for sixth man of the year, uh, the finalists were Ingles, Clarkson, and Derrick Rose. I'm I'm going with Jordan Clarkson. He had a great year off the bench for Utah. Solid piece. Played 68 games, too. What's interesting is I don't really know much about Utah as I'm not a Jazz fan, but to have two guys competing for the same award, both from the same team, that's just really a testament to the culture going on in Utah with the Jazz. Which will, that, that could tie into our co- Coach of the Year talk soon. But, yeah, honestly, uh, but you were I, gonna say... I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have enough knowledge here to give, it a, to give a pick. So to play devil's advocate, I'm going to go with D. Rose. Okay. Because I just don't know. I don't know much about English or Clarkson, the, uh, the Jazz guys. That's, that's fair. I, I see what you're saying. I, I, would, I think D. Rose came on a little too. No, I agree. But, I mean, I got to – sometimes you have to go out there. Yeah. Uh, Puggy, Dustin, what do you, what do you guys – Think quickly. Uh, personally, I would say Jordan Clarkson. I mean, he put up numbers that you would take on any team as a starter. He put 18.4 points averaging, four rebounds average, and two and a half assists. I mean, that's some numbers I would take on the Knicks, honestly, as a starter. And personally, I think I would love to say Derrick Rose, but like you said, Steve, he came way too late. Yeah. What about you, Dustin? Quickly, what do you got? Yeah, and I'm I'm going to agree and say and say Clarkson for pretty, for pretty much the same reason. So I'll just use this to say. Um, 
give a shout out to Joe Ingles because, uh, you know, while, while I think Clarkson takes this, no doubt, I think Ingles deserve, Ingle deserves some recognition as a guy who's been around for a while, who has been very consistent and who has embodied that role as a six man. He comes in and he fills the, you know, the gaps, whatever they are. He fills those statistic gaps. He comes in, he does a really solid job of his yeoman's work. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I have a lot of respect for him, but Jordan Clarkson absolutely to me is, uh, takes the six man. Yeah. All right. So the last award is the coach of the year award. So for me, my coach of the year is Tom Thibodeau. I, what? I yeah. agree. <laughs> and, and the reason I say Tom Thibodeau is because the jazz and the Suns were expected to be good. Maybe not this good, but they're expected to be good. A lot yeah, of people, no, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of people had the Knicks not even making the play-in tournament. And, he, and Thibodeau has installed a culture and a drive in all these players. Randall had a breakout year under him. The entire team is playing fantastic. They're the yep. four seed in the East. And besides Knicks fans, for the most part, maybe jokingly saying they would be the four seed. No one really saw us coming. So for me, I think I think it's I mean, Tom. Steve, no, no one even thought the Knicks would be a playoff team. So four seed was a dream. Yeah, it, it, it was a great season. I think he he turned that team around, and I gotta give him credit. I think it's him. Uh, what do you what do you think, uh, Dustin? And we'll go we'll go to Puggy last. I know he's probably got some thoughts. And it's kind of oh, the same. I do. Kind of the same as you too. I don't even want to. I'm not even going to argue one way or the other. I'm going to say Tom Thibodeau, and I'm just going to use this to pretty much uh, praise him. Um, I mean, wow, <laughs> right? I mean, look at what he did. He took the Knicks. He took a team that really, they, they, I mean, they struggled in every way a team can struggle. They had the, they had their front office shooting them in the foot with certain, you know, with certain moves. Um, you know, literally everything that could go wrong in the last decade since they made the playoffs. This to me. Someone who could come in. It wasn't a gradual process. They didn't end the season just above 500 and made the playoffs. This is really impressive to me. And, I, you know, I really don't know if I, if I could even have picked, you know, I, I don't know what other coach, you know, even even Popovich. I don't know what team I, I could have, you know, what coach I, I could have said this guy is going to be able to take the talent they have and put make them a playoff team. I mean, this is, to me, super impressive. Sure. One point I just want to make about Tibbs is, He's been around the game for a long. I actually just learned like 30 seconds ago that the uh, the Knicks uh, 96 to 04 teams had Thibodeau as an assistant coach, which means yes, they did. I didn't. I had no idea Tibbs was there in the '99 Finals appearance team. Wow. Huh. Yeah. 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 That's uh, that's interesting. That's interesting. I didn't. Uh, I didn't know he's. Uh, he has Knicks tenure. So to wrap Apparently. it up, Puggy, what's your opinion on uh, Coach Thibodeau? I mean, obviously, I can go on and on. I could probably go for two hours talking. No, we're good. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think he just deserves it. Like you said, I mean, you look at the Jazz, you look at the Suns. These were teams that were expected to do well. The last year, the Suns, don't, all right, this is not the greatest record of all time. They were 34-39. and 39. They turned out to be 51-21. Don't get me wrong. That's a drastic great jump. Jump. The Jazz last year, 44-28. and 28. They are now 52-20. and And then you just look at the Knicks. They were 21-45. and 45. And now they're 41-31. You know this has been like the first year, if I'm not wrong, in like six... This has been the first time in like six or seven years that the Knicks have been over 500. Yeah. Like, the fact that 
Tom Thibodeau was able to bring this team over 500 in less in one year, got a new culture, like you said, installed into the team that causes them to be hungry, defend hard every single game, day in and day out, get back to the playoffs after eight years of a drought. I just don't see how you don't give it to him. He has caused a team that, like you said, Stephen, everyone doubted, didn't even see a potential 4C for them or playoff spot. He has caused them to be there. He has brought them to where They're they are. They're hosting a home playoff game. Yeah, the Garden gets to scream again during playoff time. Um, I, I, I am so, I'm so hyped for that. What were you gonna quickly say, Dustin? Yeah, I'll just, I'll just add one thing. To me, uh, Tom Thibodeau is just as decisive as Manager of the Year as Julius Randle is for Most Improved Player to me. Just given the organization he's dealing with, and you know, I mean, to me, it's it's a similar situation. All right. Well, that wraps up the playoff and award preview episode of the Class Zero Sports Podcast. Thank you for joining us, uh, Antonio and Dustin, and special special thanks for uh, Alex for joining us. He writes for the Joker Mag, the under, home of the underdog. He writes about different underdog stories for men, various athletes across not only the country but the world as well. Uh, you can follow them uh, at Joker Mag HQ on Twitter and Instagram. Anything else you want to add, Alex? Uh, thank you, dude. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Antonio, aka Puggy, and thank you, uh, Dustin. It's been a pleasure. Um, you know, really, my day's been made by being on this podcast. You guys are doing incredible work. Uh, Cloud Zero Sports is on the come up. Uh, you guys all have bright futures in sports media, and I'm really excited to see what the uh, see what the future holds for all of you guys. Thank you. I, I appreciate the kind words. And uh, anytime you'd of like course. to come back, just, just let us know, man. We we you we will welcome you with open arms. Of course. No, I'm I'm hoping by next time uh, my Knicks are uh, NBA champions by then. <laughs> oh, I've been preaching that for yeah. years. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? All right. I appreciate you coming on, guys. Good show. No, no problem, Steve. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Cloud Zero Sports Podcast. I hope you all enjoyed. Special shout-out to Alex Horowitz for joining us today. Be sure to be on the lookout for more blogs on our website. Our school years are coming to an end, so we're going to be posting more at cloudzerosports.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter, at cloudzerosports, for updates and to keep the sports conversation going. Have a great day.